Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. everyone and welcome to another ludicrous car review to be honest this day was coming for a long time let's face it we all knew it to be honest so i didn't expect the move to come this quickly and normally i do not do i guess what one might call a diatribe or dialogue on here on about just one topic i like to cover multiple things but the move that was covered last week on the 16th which honestly i had gotten pretty excited over because i gotten lots of emails from dodge about how it was going to be a great announcement and all that stuff, but um, while it did announce some cool things, it also managed to somehow at the same time, well, beat me over the head with a um, disappointment stick, I guess. I don't know. Well, I should say the news I have to cover you is rather tragic. And at the same time, it's so cool. And then somewhat questionable, I guess you could say. Especially when one auto brand is making something similar up to a, well, the next generation even. And they're deciding to do this. Well, that just beyond me. Anyways, I suppose I should probably tell you what it is, and if you got the hint from the Dodge emails, you may have heard in some circles, especially in the Mopar and also muscle car circles, because I'm sure a lot of them are screaming, why in God's earth are you nuts? But, um, Dodge has decided to, for some questionable, weird, and strange reason, decided to, at the time that they're announcing the uh, new Charger that they're releasing, also managed to cut the current Charger and Challenger at the same time from their current automotive lineup. At the same time, they decided to announce, as I said, the new Charger, as well as a questionable Hornet, I guess you could say. I'm not sure what that thing was supposed to be called. SUV thing, but uh, we'll get in that in a minute. But the big news was, despite Challenger having risen practically to the tops of muscle car challenging, having killed Camaro and duped out the top spot from Mustang, they have decided to, rather questionably, at the height of its power, completely cut the Challenger from its lineup. All I have to say to you, Dodge, is what in blue blazes were you thinking? But, before I get into anything like that, um, we'll just break this up into a few different segments. So to start with, I'm going to give a slight rundown of the, uh, Challenger and the Charger, kind of how they started in that, but also give a kind of an overview of the vehicles themselves and perhaps why they decided to cut them as well. I'm going to go over why I think as a personal decision this is a dumb idea, and then why as a business decision I think this is stupid as well. And then we'll get into the future of Dodge and where they seem to be going and, well, my thoughts on that as well. So, without further ado, let's begin with a slight history review, shall we? So to start with, Dodge in and of itself has been um, a tricky company. It has struggled over the years, and up until recently, it had a certain reputation. It was pretty much the 60s and 70s where it was at the height of its power, but um, 
kind of waned off to being, well, having a questionable reputation. And to be honest, even up until 2005, when a certain car would change some of the perception of them, they still began to have that reputation as well. In 2005, or rather, for the 2006 generation model year, Dodge unveiled the Charger, the first muscle car really of its era, and, well, for a while. Pretty much it was narrowed down to Mustang and Camaro for the longest time, and so Dodge's adventitious little adventure into a four-door sedan was rather questionable by some, but also highly lauded, because it was only a year before that with their Durango, or not Durango, my apologies, with the Magnum, that they had unveiled the new Hemi. So this move, along with a Hemi and a Charger, really got some people excited about where they possibly could be going in the future. And honestly, sales began to reflect that as well. People began to really love these new Charger, four-door Chargers and that. But there was rumors going around of a newer, more exciting vehicle. Rumors that the Challenger would be returning. And soon, in the early 2008, that rumor would prove true, as Challenger was unveiled to the public. And just like its earlier cousin, it saw some very big success. And to be honest, it was well-deserved. Now, over the years, Charger and Challenger didn't exactly rocket to the top spot. They had to duke it out all the way. Now, Charger's always been kind of off on its own doing its thing, but Challenger was the big deal. It wasn't until about 2010 to 2011 that really Charger began to creep up on the ranks and slowly began to even eclipse the Camaro, which had held a pretty distant top second spot compared to the Mustang, and um, with new body packages and that, new additions, and it wasn't until really, until recently, a couple years ago, with the 392 engine, I think that was in 2005, 2004, somewhere around there, with the new adaptations of the 392, basically a mid-trim model from your 5.7 to your Hellcat engines, that it really began to completely destroy Camaro and began to compete directly with Mustang. And to be honest, the competition was really well-deserved. It forced Mustang to begin to actually produce something else, and Camaro, well, Chevy was already killing Camaro at that point, so there really was no point. And with the big addition of the um, Demon that came out a few years ago, that's what really began to take its top spot for Mustang. People got really excited. They were doing some big things, and people were looking forward to it overall. The uh, new Challenger was also being pretty dominant, and the Charger was not to say not exactly non-existent. In fact, out of the large four-door sedans, which is what it was, it was pretty much dominating the top spot. Nobody could really compete with it. While the market wasn't exactly big for big four-door sedans, people were going for the, my opinion, questionable crossovers. I will state my opinions on that in a minute. But, um... Charger was still holding pretty firm. Daytona packages and everything else were coming out pretty consistently, and with, I think in 2008, they even unveiled a, a Super B edition. But, um, yeah, people were excited, and people were looking forward to these model years every time, because Dodge and Challenger, despite... Challenger began to change quite a bit, but Challenger was really held the same body style practically since its obsession. They made a few minor tweaks in here and there, especially on the interior, but to be honest, the car didn't really change all that much, and they didn't have to. With new packages, new engines, and new horsepower and suspension upgrades and everything else, they were just, well, crazy stupid cars to drive. I mean, 700 horsepower in an engine? Why the hell not? Mustang couldn't even compete with that with some of their Shelby editions. And to be honest... It was fun. People enjoyed these cars because it brought back an era pretty much that had died. The muscle car era. That era died off in the 60s and we hadn't seen anything since. Pretty much since the old 
government came and strangled the engine market to the oblivion. The fact is, is that, um, yeah, they had muscle car people thought were dead and people would never see it again. But Dodge began to bring that back, and competition for speed and power was quickly being met by Ford and can't say Chevy, but Ford was meeting those expectations, and it was really becoming a real, kind of a real slugfest, hence why Mustang ended up releasing conditions like the Mach 1 to try to bring back some of that crowd, because it was a, well, a heritage brand, people recognized the Mach 1 badging, people recognized those cars, and Demon came out with just as many crazy ones too, Dodge came out with their Challenger, the Superstock Dodge, which personally I still want a red one, because who the hell doesn't want a shiny red Superstock Dodge? I love that song. Anyways, um, yeah, people were looking forward to it, and it was a big Ducat competition. And every year, it seemed like Challenger was slowly creeping up on Mustang, up until about just last year, when Challenger finally began to eclipse them every other month in some of the sales categories. People were excited, especially Dodge owners. Dodge owners hadn't received something fancy in a while, and even with their crazy-ass Durangos being released, even their SUVs were off the charts. People loved them. So the move to suddenly cut them was... Well, questionable. So, with a small little history lesson out of the way, and I'll get into a little bit more next week, I'll probably do a, the car month as, well, my own Charger or Challenger. I haven't decided yet. Because I feel like a final history lesson needs to be told on these legends. But anyways, let's get on to how I feel about this from a personal standpoint. Well... All I can say is, Dodge, you blithering idiots, you morons, out of all the cars to cut, I can understand even the Charger, because the Charger was a struggling category. It's not that the Charger itself was struggling, it was selling pretty decently, but the category itself was being eclipsed by the stupid-ass crossover market. <laughs> but the fact is, is that I understand it, but the Challenger as well, I don't understand it. The move was to try to switch to electric, but for God's sakes, people put some kind of medium between it and from a personal standpoint i love these cars people love the muscle car era and for decades people thought if any brand's gonna fight off the whole establishment electric car craze it's gonna be dodge but to be honest people began to get worried when the stellantis purchase happened so honestly we kind of knew it was coming let's face facts here we knew that stellantis was probably gonna come in and destroy dodge because well well these are the people who make the citron for crying out loud no kidding they're gonna probably destroy anything fun in the world but no, just the move itself just come off as baffling. You were at the top of your game. You were at the heap, top of the heap. What is wrong with you? Why would you decide to do something so blatantly stupid, to be honest? is the only way I can describe it. To be honest, while I can understand needing to cut the charger. Okay, fine. If you're going to release a new electric, charger makes sense. Heck, charger electricity. But why the challenger at the same time? And if you want to phase it out, fine. But, I don't know, create some general transition people. I mean... Don't come in and just, hey, we're going to have some cool cars and then hit you over the face with something completely stupid. It's just beyond me why they would do something like this. It's it's baffling. As far as a business standpoint goes, I think it's also stupid as well. Not speaking from an emotional side, but just from the business side of it. A transition is important. You're dealing with a big transition shift between your customer bases. You're basically telling people that have basically loved muscle-thumping, loud-ass V8 engines for a while that they need to suddenly switch to electric. And that's going to be tough. There's no way around it. Even Mustang is kind of praying the head. They're still going to produce their 7th generation Mustang, but you can see them begin to hint at electrification with their Mach-E. And I get, well, somewhat in the move, but it creates some transition people. What you've basically done here is alienated all of your fan base. You've pissed off everybody who's loved your cars for so long and your brotherhood of muscle. you crafted a carefully cultured group of people that you sold your cars to and that people loved 
And then you just basically came in and said, now we're going to rip that all away with no transition, no gentle smoothing. Like, we're going to phase out the car and slowly phase in electric. They're going to get people used to the idea. No, we're just going to beat them over the head with the idea to begin with. And just from a sales standpoint, these cars were not selling. These were last year was like 57,000 cars. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a big chunk of money when people are buying cars that are sometimes worth in upwards of $100,000. It's completely baffling to me from a business standpoint why you decide to cut one of your top selling cars because Durango is certainly doing it. It was basically the backbone of Dodge. And now at this point, they basically just had the spines ripped out from them. They have nothing to sell basically at this point. The Durango's going kaputs and everything else. They say they're going to cut these cars, but the 2024 model year lineup, I mean, that's only a year or two away. That's ridiculous. There's like no transition period. And immediately after that, they're switching everything over practically to electric. And we'll get to that in a minute. But from a business standpoint, you're going to be losing a lot of money, people. I'm just, I'm baffled by it as well. I mean, just looking at it money-wise, I do not see what person in the boardroom sat down and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cut every good car people love from my lineup. The thing that draw people in the door. The thing that get people excited about this. And to be honest, people were excited for these type of heavy engines and everything else like that. And honestly... While Dodge is going to be the biggest hit, I think this might even affect their Ram truck market as well. They began to slowly be in a culture group around that as well, kind of agreed with the old muscle car theory and that. Heck, even my brother got into it a little bit. And you're kind of even affecting that market as well, in a market that you began to slowly begin to penetrate, even compete with the big dogs like Ford and Silverado and that. But again, you've just kind of slowly began to just you didn't just slowly erode your culture and try to shift it to something else. You just completely 180'd it and hope that everybody's going to come along with you. And I think you're going to alienate 90% of your crowd. And the crowd that is going to buy it up, unfortunately, that electric car you just came out with, is ironically the crowd you just alienated with this drastic move. A smart move would have been, you're going to introduce, cut the charger, fine, it do introduce that as your electric vehicle, and then kind of slowly fade out your Challenger over the next few years. Cut the cars from the lineup, get people to kind of shift over that electric phase, and get people to begin to slowly enjoy it. Instead, you cut not only Hemis, you cut Hellcat engines, you've cut Challenger, you've cut Charger, you've cut everything that made your brand what you are. Honestly, the sound of the new Charger that we've heard, and I'll get to that in a minute, well, to be honest, Dodge, and especially Stellantis, well, if you're not careful, that could be the sound of you filing bankruptcy papers, because honestly, the move is still bafflingly stupid to me, both business-wise and emotional as well. Because as you may tell, I am a little pissed off at their stupidity in this move. Anyways, before I rant and rave about it for too long, let's kind of get a little glimpse at what they announced in their new lineup in that, because they made some big changes in that. So, first off in that, they announced... Get this, hurrah, a freaking crossover. Oh, for shit's sake. Ah, oh, crossovers. And it's a Hornet. They're calling it the Hornet for crying out loud. You know the Hornet, the lightweight, cool-ass car? No, they're calling this the freaking Hornet. God bloody hell. This thing, while they don't have too much information on it, um, the Hornet is basically their... It's like their crossover style, like in between the Durango. I don't know why do we need more freaking crossovers. It's beyond me. Anyways, um, they're apparently producing an SRT version of this. 
of the uh, yeah i don't know i to be honest there isn't much to go on this honestly looking at it it's probably gonna end up being a small six cylinder maybe they'll end up putting a small hemi in it just to kind of get people maybe on board i doubt it though with a move for electrification i think we're going to probably get electric a hybrid chassis probably i think they have the hurricane engine coming out probably that'll be the main engine in it and maybe a six i don't know to be honest this just looks disappointing and it's not like it's anything special or unique or cool the front end maybe kind of looks cool but it looks like a I don't know, a very distressed-looking charger stretched out and yanked out and just disappointing-looking. From the side, it just looks like every other freaking crossover. It's nothing special, nothing unique. I mean, the Durango, that looked kind of beefy and mean and sporty. This is just kind of bleh, disgusting. I mean, bloody hell, Dodge. This is... In the one small bright side category, despite the poorly named Hornet... We finally got a first look at the uh, new Dodge Charger Daytona, the SRT Concept. Now, concept cars nowadays are more of a pretty much a proof of concept. They're pretty much what they're going to make, maybe some slight tweaks on. And to be honest, looks-wise, it ain't bad. If they hadn't decided this stupid move to cut Challenger from their lineup at the same time, this could have been a good transition because the car does look pretty badass. It has that classy, almost as some people described it as a steampunky feel to it, and the exterior doesn't look too bad either. The swoopy lines kind of remind you of an old 60s or late 60s model charger, and that roof line's pretty cool here. They're going to have a full glass top in that. And overall, it's a full electric car. We have to see what their power numbers are in that. But overall, it doesn't look bad to say at all. It's just, ah, the move just it could have been so much better. Anyways, from the look standpoint, it looks very much like a cross between a Charger and a Challenger. It's got a very front, wide-ass front end, like kind of like the uh, Charger head, Challenger head. But uh, sidewise, it looks very much like a Charger. Front end looks kind of like a kind of like a Charger as well. The hood line is kind of cool. It kind of just doesn't have anything weird about it. If you kind of just looked at it at a glance, you would swear it was probably just the next generation of Charger, and you wouldn't guess that it's an EV. The big thing about it, though, poorly done, get this, is called a Fratasonic Chambered Exhaust. I could probably poorly be pronouncing that, but, you know, I'm giving my best shot. Basically, what this exhaust does is it basically chambers the noise coming out of the, uh, I think it's the engines or the battery system. I'm not quite sure. The motors, electric motors. Chambers it through a hollow system in the back and then pipes it out like exhaust. This isn't like a speaker system piping out fake noise. It does sound like a, kind of like a turbocharged engine, I guess you could say. I cannot say it's done well. It sounds kind of hollow and tinny and a little bit hyper strong, like almost like I said, a uh, turbocharged engine. But to be honest, um, for all the cars out there, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to invoke still that V8 muscle. They're trying to still evoke that loud noise. And while it's a good attempt, I can, I can see what they're doing. It's poorly executed. It needs, it's just like that deep bass and that rumbling noise that the V8 produces. It just lacks it. It's very high-pitched and whiny. Like I said, I still prefer it over the crap that current electric cars are doing with their speaker systems piping off fake noise in the back. Or Tesla's clippity-clop from Mighty Python's thing, although that's kind of funny. But the fact is, is that from a look standpoint, the car looks good. From an exterior, while the sound is tinny, hollow, and kind of disappointing... It's a hell of a lot better, at least, than most electric vehicles. And from the looks-wise, it just doesn't look like a normal muscle car. Now, like I said, they give a lot of promising number categories for this BEV, I think they're calling it. But, um, yeah, honestly, we'll have to see how it actually performs in that. 
from a standpoint of a guy owning a charred challenger with 700 horsepower i'm pretty sure that most people are not going to want this thing to have at least anything under people are going to expect a ridiculous amount of horsepower because why the hell not if you're going to cut challenger from your lineup without any transition period you better give people something to make up for it especially something pretty damn good considering you're making an electric car that people really 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 don't want dodge fans don't want an electric car but anyways, overall looking at the car, it doesn't look bad. It's just if they went with a transition not so abrupt, so ridiculous, so just 180, it would have pissed fans off so much less and it would have been so much better. So Dodge, all I can say once again is you blithering idiots is all I can say. So, to finally wrap this up, let me just give my overall impression of this move from a reviewer's standpoint. Stupid, moronic, idiotic, dumb, incomprehensibly stupid, and just generally the dumbest thing I've seen from an automaker in quite a long time. Well, since last week when I heard Corvette was making a four-door, but you know, Dodge is doing the same thing with their stupid-ass Hornet. I just think the move comes at a very poor time, and when Dodge of all brands could have came in and pretty much dominated the market, Camaro was dying. It was dead. They were cutting the Camaro next year. They could have literally came in, swooped up all the Camaro sales, and made a killing on it, possibly even beat Mustang rather handedly. People were loving these cars, and yet they decided to completely cut them. So finally, let's kind of look and see what the last few of these brilliant beauties will be produced. Because they came out with a lot of different additions in this final set. So if you're interested in buying a Challenger or a Charger, well, you might want to get one now because, well, they're going to be gone after 2024. And these Noto Modelers do have a lot of cool things as well. As well as one big thing as well. If you're interested in getting a new Challenger and paying a boatload of money, but if you're interested in doing it anyways, they finally gave an option to get convertibles. Now, this isn't direct from the factory, but basically kind of like you order your special edition ones, like your Shelby's and that. Well, this is kind of similar. This is getting the order it, and they'll actually help just send it direct to the manufacturer to have the convertible top put on. There's a manufacturer down in Florida that does it, which was a pretty cool option in that. But, um, yeah, honestly... That's actually pretty dang cool. But the fact is it's expensive because, well, they're basically, uh, I think they're like thirty dollars or $40,000 extra, so they can cheap that for dang sure. So, basically, they're also going to be leasing what's a series called the Last Call Chargers and Challengers and that. And basically, it's going to be the last call for your ICE vehicles because, well, they're killing them once again. Again, excuse me, this is the move that Dodge made, similar to um, the past moves and that. And apparently, these are that end up killing them a few years ago like in the 70s and 80s almost in the 90s but anyways um the fact is they were producing cars like i think new srt models i think they're going to have a not the cornet i think the cornet's coming back and the super b for the charger they're going to be producing a whole boatload of different options jailbreak is still going to be producing a ridiculous car in that and overall the cars will have a lot of new additions basically every edition people were clamoring for if you were thinking about it basically is going to be in this last edition because it seems like at least from my opinion that they cut this rather abruptly so they're kind of just trying to get every edition that they had in mind out before they'd end up destroying this car and probably for good but anyways i suppose that'll do it for today because let's face it if i go on any further about this i'm probably going to blow a head gasket because the move is just well it's baffling to me 
And it doesn't make any sense. Because Dodge, you are at the top of your game. You are about to become the kings of the heap. Especially with the Camaro wagon going out. And to be honest, with the last calls and these cool additions you're coming out with, it wouldn't surprise me if you kill Mustang in the sales category. And then just to go out like that, it's just sad and pathetic. So Dodge... If for some weird-ass reason you work for Dodge, or you're somebody for Dodge hearing this, all I want to say is you, congratulations. You have done the same exact move that ended up almost killing you guys approximately 40 years ago in the late 80s, when you were producing such piles of junk that nobody wanted to buy them. We were so off-fan-base that you didn't even understand your own people you were trying to sell your cars to. And honestly, if you understood your very own cultivated brotherhood of muscle, quote-unquote, and your probably newly acquired chief donut maker, you would have understood that the move to cut Challenger, of all people, was a dumb one, was stupid, and to be honest, just purely idiotic. So, Talantis, I want to thank you all for once again ruining American cars. You and your stupid-ass Citroen cars can go straight the kingdom kind of big anyways before i cuss out into the mic and get myself probably a million swear words in here i want to thank you all for listening to this podcast and if you have a scathing leather letter to write uh please write it to dodge because well they need some bloody to beat them over the head with some common sense anyways i thank you all for well listening to my insanity and hopefully you're just as outraged by this as i am Hopefully the new Charger will be just as good. I think they're calling the new powertrain system the Banshee, so it does scream like a Banshee, that's for dang sure. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. If you liked this episode, please leave a review. I would appreciate it. Thank you, and goodbye.